Welcome to Living Water Radio. It's pretty obvious that the visible Christian church is broken. How can unity happen? Today, we're going to find out. But first, we have an announcement. I'm Pastor David Burkettall, and my wife, Reverend Sally Welch, and I began co-producing these podcasts, blogs, and videos, Streams of Living Water, at the beginning of this global pandemic, now becoming an endemic and as we begin to emerge into the new normal, to share a sense of connection and encouragement and an opportunity to reflect on what it means to be a Christian. Sally and I are retired clergy with over 80 years of ordained ministry between us. Now the isolation we all experienced at the height of the pandemic is loosening up. We are all living under fewer pandemic restrictions, though rising COVID cases in L.A. County are a concern and we must be vigilant. Most churches now have gone back to some provisions for physically present worship and Christian community life, along with the necessary restrictions in place for the sake of others. I've been leading worship and preaching at different churches on Sundays. I will be preaching every Sunday at the same church, St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Monterey Park. Plus, I will be working there a few hours every week starting June 1st. Sally will be taking up a more active schedule as a docent at the Simon Wiesenthal Center's Museum of Tolerance in L.A. and continuing her ecumenical activities at the same time. Therefore, We will go from two videos, podcasts, and blogs each week to one starting in June. The one video will be moving to Wednesdays starting at the same time, 11.15 a.m. on the Streams of Living Water Facebook page, at 11.30 a.m. on the David Burkettall Facebook page, and at 12 noon on our YouTube channel, Streams of Living Water, with the podcast and blog to follow. We hope that the videos, podcasts, and or blogs have been helpful to you, and we look forward to continuing our service to you as we move forward into whatever comes. Now, back to how Christian unity happens. All Christians are one in the living relationship with the one true living God that we share. That is something that we receive as a gift. It's not something we achieve through our effort. All Christians know that our visible disunity is a challenge to our presenting a credible witness to the world. How do we overcome that? Some denominations, like the Christian Church Disciples of Christ, my wife Sally's denomination, came into being as a means to draw diverse Christian denominations together. It was also a principal organizer of both the National Council of Churches and the World Council of Churches. And they have produced five presidents of the United States. Our challenge is how to make the unity that we already have as a gift from God into something that the world can see. Have you ever worshipped in a church other than your own, in another country than your own, or in another language than your own? The presence of the Holy Spirit is manifest, even if everything else about the service is unfamiliar. Sometimes it even overcomes our resistance to what is not our own, but is part of the body of Christ. How does that happen? Some have taken the approach that doctrine divides, but service unites. But unless we have doctrinal integrity, we are just a social service agency using religious language. Some say that everything is religion, that all religions point to the same God, and that all truth is relative to what a person chooses to believe. But that would make religion something that is human-made, and therefore something human beings can change to fit their perceived needs. 
Christians believe that Christianity is not so much a religion, and certainly not that kind of a religion, but a living relationship with the one true living God. That's what Jesus points to in the classic Christian unity text, and I think is a key to understanding how unity happens. It's from Jesus' prayer at the Last Supper in John 17, verses 20 through 26. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, as you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am, to see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I have made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. The key to understanding these words comes in the very first verse. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who believe in me through their word. That is, unity can only come if there are things that are not united. Unity comes in the fulfillment of our common purpose to lead those outside the body of Christ to receive a living relationship of faith from God through our word. Our purpose is to produce Christians and point them to a common unity in Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. How does that happen? By far, most people come to faith through the testimony of a friend or a relative, a credible witness, those who believe in Christ through the word of his faithful people. Our testimony can be why I became a Christian or why I remain a Christian. It doesn't have to be anything fancy or dramatic. A very high percentage of Christians come to Christ before their 18th birthday because of a credible witness, those who believe in Christ through the word of his faithful people. Our unity comes when we live the transforming power of the Holy Spirit within us. We are like spokes on a wheel. Christ is the hub of that wheel. The closer we get to Christ, the closer we get to one another. The farther we are from Christ, the farther we are from one another. The body of Christ has many members, but Christ is the head of the body. There is a diversity of demographics and denominations in that body, and we're all going to be together in heaven, so now is the time to embody what has already begun in our baptism. We are a new creation. We have been born again. Our eternal life has already started. Let's live that unity now. I went to seminary after college at Pacific Lutheran Theological Seminary in Berkeley. There were seven other seminaries in the same area on the north side of the university campus, an elevated area some refer to as Holy Hill. When the seven seminaries organized into the Graduate Theological Union to share resources and world-class professors, it was feared that there would be a loss of denominational identity among the students. 
Just the opposite happened. If a, say, Lutheran student is sitting in, say, a class on wisdom literature in the Bible at the Jesuit seminary, and the professor asks, Burkadal, what do Lutherans make of this text? How do you think you would feel if you didn't know? You'd feel pretty embarrassed if you didn't know, answering for a friend. But it also gave us an appreciation for the breadth and depth of the faith of our fellow members of the body of Christ. It is tempting during periods of stress such as the world is living in right now for various social and political groups to pull back and to defend who they are. We in the church should do the opposite of pulling back. Now is the time to recognize the faith that draws us together and share the hope that is in us with the same voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit at work to define us from within, the streams of living water gushing up to eternal life. That is how unity happens. We need to listen to the voice of the Spirit within us all and be the body of Christ, fully praising God for what we have been given and building something visible by the grace of God for the sake of the world. Today, let's remember to pray for all those who have yet to get the vaccines and the boosters, because they are most at risk to themselves and to others. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer sometime today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to either of the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune into the worship service they have available and support your church financially so that it will be fully functioning as we move now out of the variants and back into the new normal. Support your pastor and church leaders, pray for them and help them in any way that you can. They're trying to find their footing. They're trying to keep everybody happy. You know how impossible that is. Support them, pray for them. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody, contact a friend or a relative, Google a local national hotline, talk with a professional, reach out. You are not alone. There are people around you who will walk with you through this dark time and into the light. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly, get your vaccine. It's the one thing you can do to keep lowering the curve and to literally save lives. Do it for the sake of others. Avoid crowds if you can, and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. We all struggle in some way. Be a helper and an encourager. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community. 
a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated. <laughs>